0: You talking to me? You talking to me? You talking to me?
3: What we've got here is failure to communicate.
2: Stick to the truth, it's what you're good at.
0: I like this kind of party, baby. Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher, 106.1 FM Nash Icon, taking you home weekdays 4 to 6. Looking forward to another great show. Remember the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, is where you can take us anywhere. So literally on your phone, uh, tablet, you can take this show with you anywhere. If you're on the World Wide Web, Nash FM one oh six one and also EricAsher.com, our podcast available on all major podcasting platforms. Anchor's our home base, so again, you can go to the Anchor app or the iHeartRadio app and be able to uh, listen to previous shows. But, again, we're on all major podcasting platforms. 504 is the phone number. And uh, our guest list today includes Glenn Gilbo of USA Today Network. He'll join us at 435 this afternoon talking some LSU, uh, the Major League Baseball draft. Um, I believe this is the last day of the draft. And, of course, uh, The Tigers finding out who is going to go and who is going to stay. Glenn will give us an update on that. Chris Miles, formerly of Channel 6 Sports here in New Orleans, now with NBA TV for the last few years, has sat behind the dais with David Griffin, uh, Sam Mitchell, and also Stan Van Gundy. He is going to join us at uh, 5.35 this afternoon. We'll talk to him about uh, everything that's going on with the Pelicans coaching search, which looks like it's come to an end. Uh, we'll get into that in just a few minutes here on the program. Don't forget about the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports. My colleague right here at um, uh, 106.1 FM, uh, Ken Trahan, also, again, the uh, head of ChrisCitySports.com, will be my guest this week. Uh, again, that is Thursday with our live broadcast on LAETV. Also live streaming on the WLAE-TV YouTube page. Our first rebroadcast, 6 p.m. on Thursday night on WLAE-TV. 10 p.m. on The Deuce, WLAE-TV 2. Friday night, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock on LAE. Saturday at 2 a.m. on The Deuce. We finish up at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. Always at ericasher.com. And always on our social media platforms on Twitter, at eric underscore Asher, asher, on Facebook, and, of course, you, uh, again, can enjoy Ken Trahan joining me on the show. Our 499th 99th episode uh, with 500 next starting next, uh, next week. Looking uh, forward to, again, the 500th episode. But uh, we'll be joined by uh, Ken Trahan for our 499th episode that will be this Thursday. All right, let's jump into it. Uh, lot, lot a hap- lot happening right now, a lot to talk about. Over the next uh, two hours, and of course, we'll discuss first of all that it looks like it's faded complete at this point. Uh, it was brought up first by Fletcher Mackle uh, uh, just about, about 10 days ago. Uh, he said it on my radio, on my TV show uh, about 10 days ago. Before that, he had said it on Channel 6 Sportscast. He'd also put this out on Twitter. Uh, he said it on the radio show on Friday. Uh, so he's been reporting this for really well over two weeks. Uh, Willie Green will be the next head coach of the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, There are reports that, again, the team and Green's agent are negotiating a deal as we speak. Uh, There's also reports that former Timberwolves head coach and current NBA TV analyst Sam Mitchell is said to be the favorite as Green's top assistant. Uh, Also, um, for those that didn't know, uh, if you go out on Twitter, I've already forwarded this on Twitter, on, on my Twitter uh, feed. Uh, Sam Mitchell once coached Zion in high school All-Star game. Pretty interesting, again, watching him and uh, talking to Zion and the other high school All-Stars uh, in that huddle. You might be able to check that out on my Twitter page. Again, at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter. Multiple reports are claiming the Pelicans will not match a significant offer for, for Lonzo Ball. Uh, that, again, there's a handful of teams that are interested. Look, only the Knicks really have the cap room right now to be able to sign him to a mega deal. Uh, But again, the the, the Knicks, along with the Bulls, who we knew the Bulls had interest uh, before the trading deadline. Uh, The Los Angeles Clippers are in the mix now. Also, the Miami Heat. And uh, again, just recently it's been said that the Los Angeles Lakers uh, may want to bring him back as well. Uh, The question is, again, uh, what what are the Pelicans going to do? Are they going to match his offer that he gets as a restricted free agent? Uh, and we'll talk a little bit about that as we go forward on today's program. What are the options here uh, for Lonzo Ball? Uh, there's a deadline coming up on Thursday for the New Orleans Saints, and it has to do with Marcus Williams. Uh, in order for Marcus Williams to be able to sign a multi-year deal, uh, he has to sign that by Thursday. Thursday is the deadline to be able to sign the, uh, the sign a multi-year deal or have to play on the franchise tag for the entire season. Uh, now, again, just as a, as a point of, of, uh, of comparison here, John Johnson came over from the, uh, Los Andro- from the Los Angeles Rams to the Cleveland Browns in the offseason. He got three years, $33.75 million. Uh He got $11.25 million per year, a $12 million signing bonus. Now, the Browns can opt out of that deal in year two with just about $4 million in dead money. But, again, that's kind of the standard right now when you look at what happened with, uh, again, the, uh, the team signing a free safety in, in this past uh, offseason. So, uh, we'll talk about uh, Marcus Williams and uh, what the Saints should do going on, going forward there as well. But let's start off again with what's going on with Willie Green and Sam Mitchell and, and, and the Pelicans coaching search. And what has become really, again, the, the worst kept secret in the NBA. And it's funny because you know normally it's been around these parts. The national media breaks the story, and then the local media comes in and tries to clean it up, right, tries to find out again what's going on. It's been the complete opposite this time around. You know, again, uh, this this time around, Fletcher Mackel's had this since day one. Uh, Christian Clark has been writing about it in the Times-Picayune uh, uh, Advocate. Um, you've got uh, other members of the media uh, that, that also have been uh, been on on the Willie Green uh, train here. But, again, if you want to look at the engineer on that train, it was Fletcher Mackle. Fletcher had it first. Uh, give a lot of credit to Fletcher Mackle. Look, he's got some inside information. It's beautiful. You come out, you you know, you, you're looking good because uh, you broke the story. But again, uh, we didn't. One thing I didn't see was the national correspondents giving any credit to Fletcher Mackle, uh, here in New Orleans. So again, uh, you know that's something that should have happened, but didn't happen. Uh, especially again when there's such an emphasis now on today on making sure that you're crediting crediting those uh, that break stories. Uh, it's not something that happens all the time. Believe me, it's not. Uh, but it looks like again the former Hornet and current Suns top assistant Willie Green is going to be the next head coach of New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, so Willie Green is the guy. Look, we know he has NBA experience, and we've talked about this since day one when Willie Green's name came up. Um, he's a guy that in his time in the NBA was looked at as a leader. Didn't matter what team he was on, and he, and he showed that in just his one year here in New Orleans. He's a guy that is looked to for leadership. So that's one thing that, that you could say that throughout his career, he's been a leader on every team he has been. He's got uh, what what... Again, the what it seems like, what Griff is looking for, okay? Lack of NBA head coaching experience. Yeah, I'm saying that, okay? Because after Gentry and Stan Van Gundy objected to his meddling uh, on the day-to-day, Griff has to find a coach with no head coaching experience that won't push back on this what collaborative effort he's looking for. So Green looks like a guy that, he, that, that fits the bill. So did Charles Lee. Neither guy have been been a head coach before. So it looks like again, Griff's going to go down this path. When you look at Willie Green, uh, obviously he was, was at the, as I mentioned, the uh, Golden State Warriors for three years. Uh, two two of those years they won a championship. Uh, he was on the bench there, not as a, again a lead assistant, but on the bench. And then of course uh, ended up with uh, the uh, ended up with the Suns with Monty Williams and has been his lead assistant uh, there. Uh, so he's got some pretty good pedigree as far as again on that coaching tree and as mentioned, was a great leader when he was on on the floor. There's a lot of move down toward, again, trying to get younger with coaches, but also to get guys that, again, formally played in the league because it seems that a lot of the young players today, uh, the players on the court today, want to be able to have someone that they can relate to that, again, that actually played the game at an NBA level. He checks all the boxes there. Uh, When you look at Green, he said recently, and again, we're going to play this cut for you that he does everything from a place of love, okay? That, again, he wants to build relationships with players and, and the front office more than an X and o coach. Let's hear that cut if we could, uh, Rudy. What would you say is the biggest lesson that you've learned this year? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I think the biggest lesson that I've learned is, um, you know, the greatest coaches or the best coaches aren't necessarily – the ones that talk about X's and O's, but it's it's the it's doing everything from a place of love. Um, people feel that, and if if I can, if I can develop a relationship with players, coaches, front office, and I can be critical, but out of love, I think it's they can receive it better. It's not how well I draw up a play or how much I get on you or discipline or how great I am, at, but it's how much people feel that you love them and care about them you say is the biggest lesson that you've learned this year all right that that's the same cut again that's rolling thank you Rudy all right that sounds great doesn't it I mean it. what well, the NBA has changed huh I mean you went from guys that that were, were career coaches some played the NBA some didn't guys that understood the game, X and O guys, guys that were again, get in your face to, again, the now very, very sensitive NBA. You've got to have guys that can relate to you. And if that's the way they're going, that's the way it's going. Okay? It is what it is. Sounds great. But I'll say this. Every head coach has to have the ability to set up plays in crunch time. Look, he has years as a player and an assistant. So he should have that ability. Okay? Now, look, if he, if he doesn't, um, his lack of experience, as I've said all along, It it looks like, again, Griff is going to go with an inexperienced young head coach he can control, okay? Then that that means, again, there's going to have to be a strong number one, okay? Um, That's pretty much it. If you're going to bring in a guy that doesn't have a lot of experience or any experience at all as a head coach in the NBA, you better have a strong first assistant who has got some uh, some skins on the wall as a head coach in the NBA that's been there, done that as a head coach. Also a guy that, again, has a strong pedigree when it comes to X's and O's, That when you get into crunch time, again, then you can draw up a play. Let me say this about Monty Williams. One thing Monty Williams came to New Orleans with was, again, a strong X and O background. And you saw it all the time when they would get into timeouts or whatever, him drawing up plays and doing it on the fly. So that, that was something, obviously, again, he has. Whether Willie Green has that or not, we won't know until he gets here. But, again, he's, at least he's got the background. He's done it as an assistant, and he's done it on the, on the NBA level. But he's going to need a strong assistant uh, assistant coach with head coaching experience, somebody that's strong with X and O's. And that appears to be, again, former NBA player and Timberwolves' former head coach and current NBA TV analyst Sam Mitchell. Now, look, Mitchell's a great motivator. We saw him uh, in his time with the, uh, with, with the Timberwolves. He is an X and O guy. Uh, as mentioned a little bit earlier on the program, if you go to my Twitter feed, you'll see, again, him coaching Zion in a high school all-star setting. Uh, so, again, he's, he's had a relationship with Zion Williamson before. He's coached him before. But this is where this is where it gets a little bit mucky and a little bit scary, folks. Okay, Like Griffin, like Stan Van Gundy, Mitchell is on NBA TV. Now, like Griff and Stan Van Gundy, Mitchell is on NBA TV. You get where I'm going here? That seems to be Griff's talent pool. I'm not going to sit here and knock Mitchell because I love his analyst, his his analysis on NBA TV. I think he's one of the best analysts out there. I mean, I could sit there and listen to Mitchell talk about the NBA all night long, and I have at times. I mean, he's just he's that intelligent. He's that smart. He's that articulate in terms of again explaining the game. But Again, I also love David Griffin behind the dais. David Griffin wowed me behind the dais when I was listening to David Griffin talk about the NBA. The same can be said of Stan Van Gundy when he sat behind the same desk with, with, again, our guest that's coming up uh, in in the second hour, Chris Miles. All three of these guys sat with Chris Miles on that desk at NBA TV, and all three of them were incredible, absolutely incredible. So you got a situation where Griff is hired. He hired Stan Van Gundy. Now, again, there's a possibility that Sam Mitchell will be coming right behind him. Now, let me say this. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens because I've mentioned it on this program before. When you talk about the situation with coaches, general managers that are on TV, and I got sucked into it as well. And, and I'm, I'm taking a pause. I'm taking a beat here because they're undefeated, as I've said over and over again. They get a W every night, every night behind the desk. Now, the ability to be a coach in New Orleans and work with Griffin while he's meddling in the day to day is going to be interesting to see again if there's an expiration date on that marriage with, with uh, Sam Mitchell if ultimately he's coming to New Orleans. It's going to be interesting to see if that happens. Green and Mitchell both played the game. Griff, Griff did not. Both have coached. Green was an assistant. Mitchell was an assistant and a head coach. Griffin has not. So how long before the suggestions of the directives from Griffin in the front office start to wear on both Green and Mitchell or whoever is on that bench? Look, players are also not stupid, okay? They know what's happening in an organization. If Griff is going to have a heavy hand here, and, and on, especially on the say on the day-to-day, it can affect the buy-in by the players. And it definitely could, especially if they're not winning. Okay, if you're winning, winning solves everything. So now we await the end of the NBA Finals for the official naming of, again, Willie Green as the head coach and the possibility that Sam Mitchell will leave the NBA TV desk and come and coach with him. I say possibly because, again, look, let's say this, and I'm I'm just trying to be as honest as I can about how I see the prism I'm seeing this through because it, it makes sense. There's no doubt in my mind that Mitchell probably has reached out to Stan Van Gundy, okay and has spoken to, to, to Stan Van Gundy. He's probably reached out to Alvin Gentry and spoken to Alvin Gentry. So he knows Griffin as a colleague on NBA TV. But then now he has to figure out who how, who is Griffin as again the leader of, of an NBA franchise. And who we'll have to figure out again if, if ultimately, uh, he wants that heavy hand that Griffin wants in his so-called collaborative effort. And that, again, that Griff, Griffin, who has been said to have reneged on his word more than one time, can be trusted. Fear the end. And then, of course, how bad Mitchell would want to be able to get back on an NBA bench. That'll tell you if New Orleans is a fit for him. Look, I, I, I would sure love him to be able to coach Zion. But but again, the, the question is, is he interested in, in coming here and and coaching and being in that number two chair? Uh, next to Willie Green, we'll see how it kind of plays out, but there are a lot of factors here, okay? And uh, and we know one of them is, man, if your talent pool is only NBA TV, uh, maybe you might want to expand that a little bit. If you're David Griffin, on the on the on the flip side, you're also dealing with guys that know you and that have worked with you on on a TV set, and these guys also again are former NBA head coaches. When you talk about Gentry, uh, Gentry also uh, Stan Van Gundy and Mitchell, don't think they don't talk. So before he gets into anything here in New Orleans, you better believe he sat down or at least had a conversation uh, with those guys to find out what really is happening in New Orleans with Griffin in charge. And this goes back to what I said before. There's got to be a line of demarcation, ladies and gentlemen, between the front office and and, and, the, co- and the head coach. And if you're getting a head coach that, again, has no or little or no experience because you feel you can control them, isn't that the best thing for the club? And that's all. Willie Green could come in here, and he could be the second coming of, 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 uh, of Pat Riley, okay, of, of Red Arback, of, of, um, of Phil, Phil Jackson. We go right down a line of great coaches in the NBA. We have no idea. But one thing you do know is at some point, uh, you, you're, you're not going to want to be controlled by the front office. In the beginning, maybe not so much because, again, it's your first gig. But we'll see how it plays out. It limits the talent pool, ladies and gentlemen, when you have a meddling GM or a meddling vice president of basketball operations. It limits the talent pool that's willing to come uh, to your organization when they know that from uh, from, uh, up high, from the front office, that, again, you're going to be meddling. I take it back to, again, Sean Payton. Do you think for a second that Sean Payton is going to allow Mickey Loomis or anybody in that front office to meddle with his football team? Absolutely not. He is the the final say on everything that goes on with the New Orleans Saints, especially on the football side. Can he take suggestions? Probably so. But, again, they're suggestions. In this case, it's a little bit scary because this, quote, unquote, collaborative effort from a guy that's never sat on a bench, from a guy that's never played NBA basketball, it's a little bit scary with David Griffin right now. A little bit scary. We'll take a break. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Derek Asher, Uh, and we'll be right back. After these messages.
2: This report is sponsored by ExpressPros.com. Looking for a job? Contact Express Employment Professionals and be part of their national hiring event. With one application, Express connects you with multiple employers and never charges a fee. Go to ExpressPros.com, find your nearest office, and call Express today.
3: Delays remain steady if you're traveling along the West Bank Expressway in the Crescent City Connection eastbound coming into the city from Terry Parkway to the O'Keefe Howard Avenue exit. Also look out for delays that are solid on, on the 610 on the eastbound side from Elysian Fields to the 10610 merge. Also be mindful of delays on 10 eastbound from just past Elysian Fields to the high rise and be mindful of delays on 10 westbound from Causeway to Veterans. I'm Ed Robinson.
1: DA Exterminating is proud to be locally owned and serving Louisiana's Gulf South for over 60 years. If you want a fast response and great service, call DA now on the North Shore and in Metairie, or you can visit us online at daexterminating.com. Traffic is brought to you by DA Exterminating, proud to be locally owned and serving over 60 years. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes, ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling, answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary.
0: Hi, Eric Asher, once again, talking about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Are you fighting uneven temperatures in your home or using window units or space heaters? If so, then you should call Burkhardt and look into the ductless Mitsubishi Electric Cooling and Heating System. These Mitsubishi Electric ductless systems are perfect for additions, bonus rooms, workout rooms, and home offices, anywhere that's too hot or cold, and they're quiet and energy efficient. Trust Burkhardt to make every room in your home the perfect temperature. Visit Burkhardt today at acpromise.com and tell them Eric sent you. your air conditioning breaks down, think Burkhardt, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. It's easy to remember. What you need to remember is 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call before they come to your home. Again, uh, Nate certified technicians, the highest certification in the industry, but more importantly, truly a company you can trust. Uh, again, uh, going into your home, uh, making sure, again, that they treat your home like their home. Also... Again, doing only the work that's necessary. Never cheat you, never gouge you. Authorize the service, all brands in the industry, for a company you can trust with the air conditioning system. If it breaks down on you in the dog days of summer, they'll be out there to help you. Who is it? Burkhardt, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. Listen, just a quick note before we, um, we, we go to Glenn Gilbo. We're going to probably break one more time before we go to Gilbo. But I do want to mention uh, a lot of feedback on yesterday's monologue and conversation about uh, the passing of Edwin Edwards. Uh, some people, again, were, were, were um, in, uh, in unison with, with what, I, what I mentioned yesterday, what I talked about yesterday. So I got a little bit of a pushback uh, via, via email. Let me say this. I, I'm me. I'm going to be me. I'm not going to change. If I talk about someone, again, on this program, uh, politician, sports uh, personality, again, somebody that, that's involved in, uh, in, in a sports front office, doesn't matter. Uh, ownership, et cetera. Uh, I'm not going to just sugarcoat it simply because a, a tragedy happens. It is what it is. Your life is your life. The skins you put on the wall are there for everyone to see. And, yes, Edwin Edwards was beloved by so many in this state. At one time, beloved by me as well. Okay? The same thing can be said for Tom Benson. But just because those gentlemen died didn't mean that, again, I'm going to tell half the story. And I'll never do that on this program. When Tom Benson died, yes, I brought up again saving the Saints and everything that went down. But I also brought up the other things that happened. Okay, about again wanting to move the team out of the city. What happened in the aftermath of the largest man-made disaster in history, country trying to take this team to San Antonio? What happened before before that in the '90s when ultimately again he called the dome a dump and wanted to move this team anywhere but in New Orleans? And we were on our knees, and then especially on our knees after Katrina. And, of course, as I've said before, the people of this city, the people of, of, of the, that are Saints fans stepped up and, and, of course, sold out that dome with season ticket holders. Uh, again, but I didn't sugarcoat it, okay? I told the whole story. And the same thing was, was said for Edwin Edwards yesterday. Yes, he did some good things. There's no doubt about it, he did some good things. Especially, in, again, early in his career. But eventually he became a corrupt governor. And, and, I, and I, I get the accolades and the bouquets that people have been throwing at him over the last 24 hours. Everybody wants to talk about the lovable, again, governor who was charismatic and everything else. But I also I want to tell you again, and I'll, and I'll stick with what I said, again, he has cost us generations of our children and grandchildren staying here in, in Louisiana because of the lack of opportunity. I can't get excited about a corrupt governor. Okay, I can't get excited about, again, a person that, that has an opportunity to be able to serve uh, in, in a leadership capacity, whether it be on the city, state, or, or federal level. And then ultimately, again, they are nothing but thieves and crooks. So I, I can forgive, but I never forget. And I'm not going to forget. I, I talked about the same thing with Oliver Thomas. One wanted to be able to run for council. Are you kidding me? This is a guy that, again, ripped the city off. Now he's getting bouquets and accolades. Let's bring Oliver Ta- Thomas back on the council. Are you kidding me? And the same could be said for Edwin Edwards. Sure, Edwards did did, did some good things for people. But again, Edwin Edwards always took care of himself and his cronies first. And he came in at a time when when this this state was flush with cash, when, when again, we we were at the top of the top. And again, since then, we have one Fortune 500 company in this state, Energy. And the reason why they are here is because they supply electricity, and they don't do it very well. And again, we've seen the d- decline of the state of Louisiana since Edwin Edwards took office. And not one time, not two times, four times being elected governor. He controlled the state for over 25 years. For over 25 years. And you think that, that, that now we should be throwing bouquets and accolades at him, seeing where we are now? <sighs> He's the reason why we are where we are now. And if again, he was intelligent. He was bright. He was charismatic. He was all the things that you want in a great politician. And he could have let us. But he didn't. He was, he was corrupt. The FBI was on his tail the entire time he was governor. The entire time he was governor. It's embarrassing. You know, back, back when I was young, I used to laugh and yuck it up and think everything was, was great with Edwin Edwards. And then I grew up and I realized again who Edwin Edwards was. So, no, I don't want to disparage the dead, but I'm sure he's not going to tell half of a story. Simply because someone died. So those that, again, that were offended yesterday, my apologies. But you're going you're to get what you get with me. I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. That's not who I am. And that's not who this, what this show is about. Whether it's sports, politics, where I'm talking about the city, whatever it is. I love my city. I love my state. I love my teams. But at the end of the day, I'm, I'm going to call it like I see it. And I'm not going to tell half the story simply because, again, a person passed. I hope he rests in peace. Uh, my, my condolences are with his family and friends, but you can't look past, again, the things that he did to the state that, that, again, that put us in the position that we are in today. Well, we are struggling still to be able to keep our, our kids at home, to be able to have, again, good quality jobs that are not either a polluting job or in the tourism sector. Now, we were, we were once the Queen City of the South and a, and a place where, again, uh, uh, corporations should have flocked to. Now? We can't get out of our own way. Uh, we've, been, we've been struggling in the muck and mire of, of again, uh, corrupt politics uh, since the Huey Long days. And, and Edwards was, was, again, was just another chapter of, again, the corruption that we've had in this state. And it continues. You know? I mean, everybody wants to talk about, you know, why, why not let Ray Nagin run for mayor again? How about letting William Jefferson run for Congress again? Is this what you want? Is this the re- recycling you want? No, if there was a corrupt person who once again who ran for office, had an opportunity to serve, and then they ripped us off, they should never be allowed to run for office again, and you should never vote for them again. This guy got elected four times, and we knew who he was. So you reap what you sow, and we did as Louisianans, and we still are. All right, we take a break. We come back. We shift gears. We'll talk about uh, the LSU Tigers, what's happening with the Tigers in, in terms of the baseball team. Uh, Some really good, this Tiger team is going to be stacked next year. Glenn Gilbo of USA Today Network joins us next. Hi, Eric Ashwood, celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pells. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? Hi, Eric am here with my good friend Mike Del the TikTok Cafe. What'd you say, Eric? Hey, Mike, you know what my prescription medication and the TikTok Cafe have in common? What's that? They me? cause drowsiness, dizziness, nausea, cramps, diarrhea, blurred vision, muscle aches, gas, heartburn, upset stomach, constipation, weight changes, decreased sex drive, impudence, dry mouth, ringing in the ears, depression. Oh, yeah, and suicidal thoughts. It's the TikTok Cafe. Cosmate I-10 in metering.
1: If you thought Diamonds Direct's values were impressive, wait till you see what we're doing next. It's a spectacular summer store-wide sale. July 14th through the 18th, with an extra 20% savings on virtually all diamond and fashion designer jewelry. From rings and earrings to bands and bracelets and so much more, we're breaking our own rules to bring you extreme value for five hot summer days. Get ready. 20% extra savings on a multi-million dollar selection of fine jewelry. July 14th through 18th at Diamonds Direct. On Severn Avenue across from Lakeside Mall.
0: Enjoy a powerful business upgrade with Dell Technologies Black Friday and July event. Get amazing savings with up to 50% off high-performance computers and tech built for business and be able to take your office with you with Windows 10 Pro. Plus, get great offers on Dell servers, monitors, docks, and more. All with easy financing options through Dell Financial Services. Call 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. And speak to a Dell Technologies advisor today. Progressive Motorcycle presents Road Wisdom from the Motor. Half a man, half a motorcycle. In life, there is no stopping. Don't stop. But if you do, make sure no one
1: is behind you. All clear. clear. Progressive Motorcycle also presents basic policies starting at $79 a year. Progressive Motorcycle, for those who were born to ride. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliate's annual premium for basic liability policy is not available in all states.
0: Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher, you until 6 o'clock. Weekdays 4 to 6 right here at 106.1 FM. Joining us on the program now, our good friend Glenn Gilbo of USA Today Network, covering the Tigers and the Saints. Uh, Glenn, how are you, bud? Good afternoon,
2: hey, Eric. How are you guys?
0: doing great man doing great glenn wow you know i'm i'm watching this the the major league baseball uh draft over the last couple of days and uh you know look obviously yeah you you hate to lose any any players off of your roster. But it looks like uh, again, the signees have, have, have gotten an opportunity to be drafted, but there's some really good baseball players going to be coming back for LSU next year uh, because, of, again, where they were drafted or if they didn't get drafted. Why don't you talk a little bit about what's happened over the last couple of days with the Major League draft? There's
2: no question about it. Uh, you know, I spoke to Nolan Kane, the uh, former recruiting coordinator at LSU, who's now at Texas A&M, and uh, – you know, Nolan. I covered Nolan. When he pitched at LSU, and he's an honest guy, and he's not just patting himself on the back. But he he says that this is definitely an Omaha team next year with with the players they got coming back. I think they might need a you know they need a pitcher or two, starting pitcher to really come through on the weekend. Mm-hmm. But but the the position players are, are really good. And I mean, look at the guys they're bringing back. Mikhail Hilliard, you know, pitched really well late. Late this season, Devin Fontenot is a very good closer. Uh, they bring you back um, Gavin Dugan, who is their best power hitter. Two of the best players in the country were freshmen Dylan Cruz and, and Trey Morgan. So they, they had the makings of uh, of a heck of a team. I mean, I, you know, I thought a couple more of the signees might be picked, but um, you know, they, they, there's only two current players picked and just, just four signees. So uh, they're, they're going to be returning a really, really strong team.
0: And then in addition to what um, Coach Johnson is, is luring over with him as well, uh, with Barry, Jacob Berry coming over from, from Arizona, they're, they're they're a big hitter. Um, of course, Dylan Cruz will right. be back as well. I mean, it really, it's really shaping up really, really good for Johnson's first year in terms of, again, the pool of talent that he's going to be bringing into Baton Rouge.
2: Oh, I don't, I don't think there's any question. Uh, and you know, he, he keeps saying that, you know, he credited Paul Maneri, uh for the roster when I talked to him earlier in the week, he, he just wants to make some of these kids better. And, um, you know, he's an offensive coach. LSU's always had pitching coaches or, or defensive minded coaches as their, as their head coach in baseball. So it's, it's going to be interesting uh, to see what he does. Um, you know, uh I think um uh, Mikhail Hilliard is not a dominant starter, but he can be very effective. You know, Jalen Coleman maybe could become a, a weekend starter. But um you know, they have to uh some of their signees they have to develop a a starter there. Probably the only you know, they're probably not gonna keep uh I don't know how to say his name is Crudna, no. Uh the kid that uh was was a signee who was drafted uh Mm-hmm. in the second round right before uh LSU's pitcher uh was, was picked. So that guy would be a great Friday night starter, but I think they're gonna lose him.
0: Yeah, one I think you wrote it was one point seven million is his uh his bonus if he signs.
2: Right, right. That's the uh that's the slot figure for him. Uh-huh. Uh and uh you know they, they uh I guess they would have a shot to keep Landon Marceau, but because his his um, salary slot is is, is not uh, a million, not close to a million.
0: Right, seven hundred sixty-seven thousand uh, is what you had on your article.
2: Right, right. He's he's ready to go pro, though. But you know, they they have to develop a, a starting pitcher. I think that's the key.
0: Yep, uh, DiGiacomo was coming back as well. That's another uh, n- another player that was a little bit injured this past year, but again has a tremendous amount of upside. Uh, 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 Wilson Alexander is reporting that Trey Schaefer is going to transfer from Southeastern over to um, uh, to LSU again as a pitcher. Uh, so I mean, uh, I mean things are really looking good right now for 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 uh, for the Tigers. Uh, in terms of again the 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 type of players that that they're trying to attract, but also those that are the, the ability to be able to hold on to, which has been tough in the past when it comes to the major league draft. Yeah,
2: the draft is funny for college baseball because because you got to pick really good kids, but not that good. You know, you can't pick a bunch of, you can't sign a bunch of kids. They're going to go high in the first round because they cause they won't stay. So you got to kind of shoot for uh, for second or third rounders or. or uh hope you can get a kid that uh, right. that that may uh, be from a, a family that has a lot of money that a million dollars doesn't necessarily mean anything. You know, it is kind of a rich man's sport, challenge baseball. Mm-hmm. So that happens sometimes. But sometimes, uh, like a pitcher had an injury in high school so the major leagues stay away from him, he gets better and has a good career in college. So it's, it's a crapshoot for sure.
0: Um. I do want to get to the two assistant coaches that, that, that he signed, but, but also, you know, are we ever going to get to the point where they'll get full scholarships for college baseball? I mean, it, it seems really ludicrous at this point, based on the World Series, based on so many programs now uh, that are vying, that have top programs, that, again, you look at athletic programs that are putting money into baseball, that we can't have a full scholarship for baseball.
2: Well, I think it's ridiculous, especially when you when you look at basketball, the women and men. They usually don't fill out the scholarship requirement, which is like twelve or thirteen. Um, I think it's a little different for the men and women, but they usually only have ten or eleven, you know, and they, they come in short a lot on, on the scholarship. So I think I think basketball maybe ought to limit it to eleven or twelve, and uh, you could you could give another scholarship to baseball. But baseball's been at 11.7 for so long, and, and the sport has been successful. I mean, it, 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 uh, the College World Series is always good. So, you know, the NCAA says, well, the, the product is still good with, with your 11.7. You know, that, that's just the way it's going to be. But um, it, it, it is kind of ridiculous because it, it's, it's a much, you know, of, of all the sports in college, it's, it's number three. So, mm-hmm. that, so they ought to have uh, more or the same number of scholarships as uh, as basketball, I
0: would think. Dan Fitzgerald, Jason Kelly have been brought on to the staff by, by Coach Jay Johnson. Your thoughts on those hires and expectations on hires to come?
2: Well, I think uh, you know they the, uh, both of, or he coached with or, or uh, their assistants with him or coached against him in, in, the, in the case of the pitching coach. So it's it's more guys from the West, you know, and that, and that's what he knows. And uh you know, he lost his pitching coach to, to Texas A and M that he had at Arizona. It was a very good uh pitching coach, but I think this is a solid hire uh for a pitching coach. He's uh he's very experienced. He he was at Arizona. He was mm-hmm. at, very good at the University of, of Washington and with a with a World Series team there. So um, you know these these are good staff hires. It's just not uh, you know he doesn't have any SEC flavor at all on his staff, and uh, you know that would be that could be good. But but you're gonna hire what you know and, and who you know, and uh, I think he's doing and, a good job.
0: And I heard that Fitzgerald was looked at as again one of the top assistants in all of college baseball, and was said to be a future head coach down the line.
2: Yeah, and. He's from Dallas Baptist, which has been, you know, that's a small school. I mean, it's it's really smaller than a mid major, and and they have been a college baseball power, you know, making regionals and, and super regionals uh, since probably the mid 2000s and um, you know around 2005 2006. So that and and a lot of it is because of his his recruiting, and at least that's a little closer to uh, Louisiana. Dallas, but I mean, yep. You know, there's so much talent in Dallas area and Texas for baseball, and there's a heck of a lot of talent on the West Coast too, which is where Jay is going to continue to tap. And I mean, and really, you know, LSU didn't just sign players from the Southeast. I mean, they've always signed players yes. from the Northeast, from the West mm-hmm. Coast, from all over. National so. program. Yeah, it, it is a national program, so he's going to get players.
0: Right, Tyler McManus comes over from Stanford again, the the big hitting catcher, uh, and then Eric Reitzelman comes over from San Francisco. So again, two more transfers that that are coming over with Jay Johnson are coming with because Jay Johnson is now part of LSU.
2: Yeah, he did some quick work with the the transfer portal. Uh, you know, they're they're going to probably lose some players and 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 not bring back some players that that are on the roster now, because because you, you you can only have so many, but. Uh, you know that that transfer deadline was uh, was July first, and he he did a good job getting some guys in. I mean he's been he's been at it really at a furious pace, hiring staff and getting transfers last couple
0: weeks. Yep, no no doubt. Really shaping up really well for the Tigers. I mean first of all, I like the fact that the Major League Baseball draft is not in the middle of the college World Series. I mean, I always felt like that was a real distraction for the Tigers when they went when the World Series because you were either waiting on getting picked, you were you were trying to figure out if you got picked, then once you got picked again, was it a was it a sign was it relief? Could you really keep your mind on what was going on at the World Series? I like the fact that it's again, it's been pushed back after the World Series has ended.
2: And there was really no reason for it to be in early June, you know, because the the uh, the deadline to sign was always in August. And I always thought Major League Baseball just did that, just to kind of mess with college baseball because it, it became an ego thing and they, they kind of wanted to make sure college baseball knew who was boss. And, I mean, you had players being drafted the night before they pitched in Omaha or the day they pitched in Omaha. Right. Hey, ben Downman and Ben McDonald was drafted. You know, we were all in Omaha and, and, and he was getting ready to play a game that day.
3: You know, that, that's just not right.
2: So this makes a lot more sense and, and they connected it with the All Star game, which makes a lot of sense. I mean they should have done mm-hmm. that years ago.
0: No no doubt about it. Glenn, what you got coming up for us?
2: Just just been uh working a lot on the uh, on the draft and uh, I'm gonna be going to the uh, Manning Passing Academy this mm-hmm. weekend, uh, and uh, last week I think you, you saw the um, the story on Olivia Dunn, the LSU yep. gymnast, that, that one did really well uh, through the weekend, but uh, other than that, not, not a lot going on, getting some vacation time coming up soon.
0: Yep, you need it because, again, we're in a big turnaround here with, what, uh, 53 days till the Tigers kick off against UCLA. Uh, the, the Saints, of course, will be uh, doing will be in camp at the end of the month. So a lot going on, no doubt about it. Always appreciate your time, my friend. At LSU Beat Tweet on Twitter, uh, that is uh, Glenn Gilbo of USA Today Network. Thanks. Appreciate the time, bud.
2: And I also got the FCC Media Days coming up
0: on Monday. Oh, that's, I saw you tweet that. It's Monday?
2: Yeah. Yeah, it starts Monday. LSU will be there Monday with Austin Veculus and um, uh, Derek Stingley Jr., of course, uh, the All-American. They'll be there with Coach O on uh, Monday, and then that lasts through Thursday, and then there'll be a little break before uh, practice starts on uh, August 6th.
0: There you go. Thanks, Glenn. We'll check in with you next week. Uh, talk about media day. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, bud. That's uh, Glenn Gilbo, USA Today Network. Hey, don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. If you're in the market for a generator for your home or your business, they are the experts. Uh, Literally, again, sit down with you. Find out what you're looking for in terms of powering up your home or your business when the electricity goes down. Sit down with you. Once you come to an agreement, single day install. Get you on the calendar, single-day install. Worried about having to pay that uh, that all up front? Don't have to. Financing is available for generators. Also, a new install quality check after one month is what Burkhardt does with everything they install for you. It's all about customer service, making sure you feel comfortable with, again, the installation. Uh, and, of course, the system is in your home or your business. 24-7, 365 emergency service when it comes to generators. They offer that for you. They have a warehouse fully stocked with all the parts you need for your generator. So your generator goes down, you call, they come. And, of course, if you've utilized that generator over 100 hours during the last storm season, uh, you have to have a professional come in and uh, service that for you to get you ready for the next storm season. Burkhardt can do that for you as well. When it comes to generator sales and service, they're the experts. Honest, that's Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, generator sales and service, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. your kitchen. Oceanic Room.
1: Diamonds Direct takes value to a whole new level with a spectacular summer store-wide sale. Get ready. It's July 14th through the 18th. Five days of extra savings, 20% off Diamonds Direct's already unbeatable prices. A multi-million dollar selection of rings, earrings, bands, and bracelets. Virtually everything's on sale. Plus, top jewelry designers are flying in with all new collections. The buying opportunity of the year. Extra savings store-wide. Mark your calendar. July 14th through 18th only. And only at Diamonds Direct. Unsubborn. Avenue across from Lakeside Mall. Are you in the market for a new car or that dream car? I'm Kix Brooks, and if you're a Navy Federal Credit Union member, it couldn't be easier to get an auto loan. Members can apply online, on their mobile app, or by phone and get a decision in seconds. With Navy Federal, you can even estimate your monthly payments and interest rates with their auto loan calculator. So if you're ready for a new car and you're a member, Navy Federal Credit Union is your first stop. Federally insured by NCUA. Do you even know what happens to a baseball when you pack a bunch of All-Stars into Coors Field? It explodes. Roger, Roger, Denver. We got a problem. Judge! Wow! We got All-Rice, right, El Nino, Waddy Jr., Ronald and Freddy Show, A ton. He might ring you up. He might take you deep. He might do both in the same game.
0: This ball is gone!
1: The scoreboard guy is going to get a workout, and I am here for that. The 2021 MLB All-Star Game, presented by MasterCard. Coverage begins tonight at 7 Eastern on Fox. All
0: right, welcome back. I want to thank Glenn Gilbo of USA Today Network for joining us on the program. Chris Smiles of NBA TV will join us at 535. Uh, if you missed any of uh, today's program, you can check it out on, on our uh, podcast and all the major podcasting platforms. It will be up about 20 to 25 minutes after the program ends. Uh, again, you'll get a chance to be able to hear my thoughts on uh, Willie Green. Also, Sam Mitchell possibly be coming to New Orleans as the head coaching and assistant coaching um, uh, candidates here. Also about David Griffin. We'll get into all that uh, in the second hour with uh, – with Chris Miles in the, in the second hour, we'll talk a little bit about what's going on with the Saints. Also, with what's happening with Team USA. We'll get into all that. And also Lonzo Ball, all on tap in the second hour. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Derek Asher. 106.1 FM Nash Icon. Don't go anywhere. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. talking to me? You're talking to me?
3: What we've got here is failure to communicate.
2: Stick to the truth is what you're good at.
0: Two of Inside New Orleans, 106.1 FM NASH ICON. Of course, you can listen uh, on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app. Uh, NASH FM 106.1 on the World Wide Web along with ericasher.com. Taking you home weekdays 4 to 6 right here on 106.1 FM. The podcast available on all major podcasting platforms. Anchor is our home base, so you're able to go back, listen to previous shows on the Anchor app. Also, the iHeartRadio app as well. Uh, This hour... We're going to uh, this hour. We'll have uh, one guest. It'll be Chris Miles of NBA TV. He'll join us at 5:35 this afternoon. Uh, we'll talk a lot about the Pelicans' coaching search with him. Uh, he's had an opportunity to sit behind the desk with uh, Stan Van Gundy, uh, with David Griffin. Uh, and also with Sam Mitchell, who is uh, said to be the top assistant for Willie Green on his staff uh, when he is hired by the Pelicans. So we'll get an insight into all three of those individuals and, of course, uh, his thoughts on the Pelicans and also the finals as well. Uh, don't forget about the award-winning insider on sports this week. Ken Trahan of All Access and also uh is my guest. So let, let's jump into it, folks. Uh, we talked a lot in the first hour about Willie Green and, and Sam Mitchell. Uh, we also had an opportunity to speak to uh, Glenn Gilbo about the uh, situation that's going on with LSU, which looks like a good situation for next year. As Glenn said, this looks like a uh, an Omaha team uh, that Jay Johnson has inherited now uh, based on, again, the, the, the players that did not uh, get drafted in the Major League Baseball draft or will not go to the NBL, best based on where they were drafted, uh, transfers, and, of course, the new coaching staff. So we'll, we'll – uh, We'll see how that plays out, but Glenn Glenn joined us in the first hour. Now, multiple reports are claiming that the Pelicans will not match a significant offer for Alonzo Ball. Um, we talked a little bit about it on our headlines in the first hour. Uh, the Bulls, were, uh, the Knicks, were re- are the only team that really has the, the cap room to go out there and sign him to a mega offer. But before the trading deadline, the Bulls were interested, the Knicks were interested, and the Heat were interested. Um, we, we're also hearing now the Clips and the, the Clippers and the Lakers are interested in well as well. Now, to me, you got to do a sign-and-trade if the Pelicans are not willing to match a big-time offer of Alonzo Ball. It goes back to what I've been saying since, again, this, this team started rebuilding. Assets. And when, when the Laker trade was made, we have no idea if those guys are going to stick here in New Orleans long term. Brandon Ingram got a, got a max deal. He's here. Now, again, doesn't mean that one day he won't be traded. It, again, but right now, it looks like he's part of the big two with Zion Williamson. Uh, the other guy that was supposed to be a, a big part of this team going forward was Lonzo Ball. Uh, the question is, if you're going to go with Point Zion, can, can you uh, is Lonzo Ball then a luxury at that point? Look, he's done a lot. Of, one thing you can say about the kid, uh, uh, the baggage that came here with him uh, was non-existent. His dad was not here. His dad was not meddling in everything that was going on uh, he, here, here in, in New Orleans. He stayed away. Lonzo went in the gym. He worked on his game. He became a much more uh, uh, accomplished shooter. Uh, give Fred Vincent a lot of credit, but give Lonzo a lot of credit for being a gym rat and getting in there and doing what he needs to do to make himself better. And, he may, again, he did it in a contract year where he's going to make a lot of money. Uh, with that said, uh, is he still a fit here in New Orleans? Lonzo Ball, uh, when you talk about Lonzo Ball, he's beloved by his teammates. Zion Williams said Brandon Ingram to a man that said they want him back. They want him to be part of the big three. How much, uh, how much is that going to weigh in on, on David Griffin when he makes the decision to be able to bring him back or not is unknown. But, again, again, um, Zion has already said we want him back. We want to play with him. We'll see how that, how that pl- uh, plays out. But you uh, have got to get assets back whether it's going to be for Josh Hart, who's a restricted free agent, whether it's going to be for Lonzo Ball, any of those players that, again, came in that Laker trade. And, and the same can be said, again, we talked about with the with J.J. Redick. You know, again, even though uh, there was a promise made by Griff to send J.J. Redick to the Northeast, and he broke the promise, well, shame on Griff. But Griff did the right thing in getting assets for J.J. Redick because at the end of the day, you're a rebuilding team and you need all the assets you can get. Those assets can be used down the line to be able to, again, make other deals work, whether it's second-round picks or first-round picks. Optimum would be, would be again, the, the, the situation here with, again, trying to get players back, players back that can help you now. But the worst thing you can do is bring back bad contracts. The Pelicans have little or no cap flexibility as it is right now. Uh, with, the re-signing of, uh, with the signing of, of Eric Bledsoe and the extension and re-signing of, of, uh, of uh, Stephen Adams. And it looks as though they'll, they'll be trying to move both of those guys in the offseason, you know, depending on, again, what happens with Willie Green uh, and, and his staff when they come in here uh, to New Orleans. But, again, you've got to get assets for Lonzo Ball if ultimately he's going to move on. I mentioned the Zion factor. He's publicly stated he wants Zoe back. How much does that resonate with Griff, who's on the hottest of hot seats? Uh, and, and, again, cannot afford to make another personnel error that's going to that's limit future cap flexibility. I mean, that's what happened with, with, with Adams and Bledsoe's contracts. So now you got to figure out a way to get, move off those contracts. And I don't know if you can sign Lonzo Ball to a big-time $20 million-a-year contract unless you move off one of the, or two of those guys. And then you have to be convinced, again, he's your, he is your point guard of the future. And then, again, what we saw last year in, in terms of Lonzo Ball uh, being a guy that could, that could knock down the three-point shot, that he would be consistently being able to do that uh, uh, going forward. One thing, again, we keep hearing, again, uh, really defensive player. At times he showed it. At times he hasn't. The, the other thing is, again, you know, the ability to be able to drive. And that was one of the things that I, when I critiqued him through the season is, look, if you're a point guard, you've got to be ready, able to mix it up inside. Look at Chris Paul at six foot. Okay, you think that dude is scared of going inside with the trees? No, not at all. Lonzo Ball, in a lot of cases, was again willing to be able to pass the basketball, but not willing to go in into the paint, mix it up, and, and kick. You, you need that in a point guard. And then the question is again: You went out, and you got you got Kyra Lewis Junior. in the draft in, the, in, in last year's draft. Why did you draft a point guard if ultimately you are going to bring Lonzo Ball back? So again, were you setting yourself up to say, okay, Lonzo's going to leave, and 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 Kyrie is going to move into that point guard position, or is this team going to be again a team that goes with points Zion? In in the clip that I shared on my social media uh, uh, platforms on, on on the Twitter page, I haven't done it on Facebook yet. Again, Sam Mitchell uh, is is talking on on the on, the, um, on NBA TV about points Zion. And long before Van Gundy and and, and Griffin were talking about point zion, saying that he needed the ball in his hands, and you know how he he would utilize them. So if Mitchell's coming here with Green, maybe that's going to be the future here with a point zion. Well, then do you need a, a guy like Lonzo Ball and paying him twenty plus million dollars? Um, It'll be interesting to see again how that kind of plays out. We will find out very very soon too. Also, I don't know how many are watching the exhibitions right now with uh, Team USA. And, look, it's been a little frustrating, okay? I mean, look, we're used to winning here in the United States. We're used to having, again, teams that walk in and we just thump the opponent uh, around the world. And I talked a lot about this yesterday, that the world has caught up to the United States. Uh, You're in a situation now where, again, the intimidation factor for the United States since the Dream Team is over. uh, Because of the Dream Team, NBA basketball has been becoming now an international sport. Where you had a few NBA, a few international players that used to play in the NBA. Now, the, the NBA is flush with international players, players that again have played all over the globe, and those players go back and they play for their home countries during uh, during the Olympic during the, the Olympic games. So this intimidation factor uh, that, that that the United States once had, just by walking on the court with USA across your chest, is over with, because these guys play against each other all year long in the NBA. USA got beat by Nigeria. And a lot of people just felt, well, again, maybe they took them lightly. You don't take Australia lightly, okay? Australia is chock full of, um, uh, of, of of players that, again, either played in the NBA or concurrently playing in the NBA or, again, have been playing together for a long time on that Australian team. They lost last night 91-83 to in Las Vegas in the Olympic uh, Exhibition Games. Now, to me... A few things stand out. First of all, dating back to the 2019 World Cup, where they finished seventh, Team, U- team USA has lost four of his last five games, and now two in a row to Australia. Uh, that again, that's a team that that will is is really expected to again vie for the gold medal in Japan. They've lost four ex- exhibition games in the history of the of the program, two in the last two days. Here's the issue in my in my uh, in my assessment so far. The team lacks two things. First of all, size, real size, okay, and a true point guard. Teams are going to get physical with this team because it's a team of guards and forwards. And I'm not sure how they're going to handle the physicality of of the Olympics. The international game is called different than the NBA. It's a much more physical game. But yet again, they put together a, a team of guards and forwards because the USA wants to play position as basketball but they, they lack centers and true physical size inside. Draymond Green and, and Abayo are not going to cut it, okay? They're not going to cut it when you got to get physical inside. Uh, and when you look at the the physicality of, of the game and what you have to bring back, you got three players that are not playing right now. Booker, who's playing with the Suns, and and, and uh, also Drew uh, as, as well uh, with, with the Suns. And... Um, there's one other player just off uh, the top of my head that that, 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 that slips, slips my mind right now. But nevertheless, I think it's uh, – anyway, they're not – all three are guards at this point. I think it's Middleton. All three all three are guards at this point that um, are, um, are going to be added to a lineup that already has guards and forwards. So who's the true point guard here? Who's the guy that's, that's going to that's gonna lead this team? And I don't think again they, they have one at this point. I mean you you look at you look at the roster right now and you can say well they got guys that can handle the ball. Kevin Durant can handle the ball. Bradley Beal can handle the ball. Damon Lillard can handle the ball. Uh, you know I mean Darius Garland is, is a point guard, but again is he going to stick around after again the the the, the, uh, the other three guys come uh, come to the come to the team? They really have no one. They have guys that can score from from the point guard position, but they don't have a true point guard that that ultimately again can can set this team up and get them in and out of sets, uh, they're, they're relying on the ability of this team to have long range, the ability to shoot, and position this basketball. So, again, there's some, fundamentally there's something lacking with this team as we see this in these exhibition games. And then I said the players look tired after back-to-back seasons, okay, with a little bit of a break. Defense seems to be, again, uh, an issue for most teams uh, that, they've been, uh, that, they're, that they're facing because the, the teams that they're facing in a lot of cases have been together for years. It really shows on the defensive end. The Team USA is a hodgepodge of, type of, again, the top players in the NBA for the most part, okay? But when it comes to defense, you got to be able to trust the player next to you. you got to have familiarity with your teammates. And then you got to have the effort. So there's going to be a crash course now for this team to, be able, again, to be able to get on the same page defensively. Now, look, it's only an exhibition game. But this year's version of, of, of uh, Team USA is making history for all the wrong reasons, losing two in a row. Uh, and now they got Argentina coming up, well, actually right now, just starting up, up right now uh, out in Las Vegas. So, you know, hopefully they'll get back on track. But they just look to be fundamental flaws in the way this team was created this year with not having a lot of size uh, inside and then also, again, not having true point guards that could come in and, and be able to settle this team down. Uh, this position this basketball seems like it works in the NBA. We'll see if it works in the international game as the Olympics kick off next month. All right, let's take a break. We come back, I want to talk a little bit about Marcus Williams. Uh, and we'll discuss that. Uh, but whether the Saints should sign him long-term or not. And then Chris Miles of NBA TV will join us at 535. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. Don't forget about my friends over at Southern Tire, Hickory & Airline, and Metairie. Your one-stop shop for quality auto repairs, the best deals on tire. A large selection of tires that'll fit every single budget, folks, I'm telling you. Don't go there just thinking, oh, man, I'm going to have to pay uh, the, the top dollar for the top tires. They got something for everyone's budget. If you need a new set of tires, they got they got tires for you. They got wheels uh, up to 30 inches, and financing is available. And look, if your rims are damaged, don't toss those into the junkyard. Bring them over to Southern Tire. You paid a lot of money for those rims. They will get those rims, uh, again, repaired, and they'll look good as new. Hickory & Airline in Metairie, open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6, Saturday from 8 to 3. 504-737-1558 is the phone number. That's 737-1558. Or you go to southerntire.com, check out all the services they provide for their customers. Owned by the Piazza family since 1972. That's Southern Tire, Hickory & Airline in Metairie.
4: Marty McFly Mornings, the best country for the North
0: Shore all day and the conversations New Orleans are having every afternoon happens on 1061 Nash Icon. And online anytime at NashFM1061.com.
2: This report is sponsored by ExpressPros.com. Looking for a job? Contact Express Employment Professionals and be part of their national hiring event. With one application, Express connects you with multiple employers and never charges a fee. Go to ExpressPros.com, find your nearest office, and call Express today.
3: Look out for an accident that's blocking the right lane on 10 westbound between the 610 and Bonnable and has delays heavy on 10 westbound from Elysian Fields to before Bonnable. Also, in the meantime, look out for delays on 10 westbound from Causeway to Clearview. And look out for delays on 10 eastbound from just past City Park to the high-rise. Be mindful of delays on the 610 on the westbound side from St. Bernard to the 10-610 merging on the eastbound side. From Elysian Fields to the 10610 merge. Be mindful of an accident on the 610 on the eastbound side near Franklin Avenue. Also, look out for delays if you're traveling along the Crescent City Connection eastbound, coming into the city from Terry Parkway to the O'Keeffe Howard Avenue exit. I'm at Robinson.
1: On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat. Others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit jpsojobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary.
0: Be on Hickory. in the market for a new air conditioning or heating system think burkhardt burkhardt air conditioning and heating rises itself on the top brands in the industry Ask by their 25 percent energy reduction guarantee of course again service before and after the sale as well as again financing is available if you're looking for a company you can trust that treat your home like their home uh call burkhardt Ricardo will come in, sit down, do a consultation, find out what you're looking for in terms of a, uh, of a new system for your home or your business. Uh, once you guys come to an agreement, uh, they will use state-of-the-art equipment to measure your home or your business. Make sure you've got the right tonnage to be able to cool coolly heat your home. Uh, and then set the date. They'll come in, and they'll take care of you. Uh, again, they do a new install quality check after one month, making sure, again, you're comfortable with the system. And, of course, the new systems will allow you to be able to save money on your power bill each and every month because they're energy efficient. Uh, looking for a new air conditioning heating system? Think Burkhardt. That's acpromise.com, acpromise.com. All right, um, Chris Miles is going to join us at around 535 this afternoon. Uh, wanted to talk about Marcus Williams because uh, Thursday is the deadline to be able to sign a player who has who uh, now been given the franchise tag uh, or, or to sign them to a multi-year deal or they will have to play under the tag for the entire season. Look, I, I was a little bit uh, uh, iffy about Marcus Wave even getting the tag. Uh, but the Saints felt that, again, that they didn't want to lose him, uh, that uh, when you look at the money that was going to be spent on, on a uh, safety, it was probably, again, easier to put the tag on him than maybe another player. Uh, it'll be interesting to see, first of all, again, uh, how much they, they want Williams. Uh, and, and, that, and then if he can get better, even better this next season. Uh, if they're committed to him long term. So, again, if that's the case, then why wouldn't they try to get the deal done now, get him off the tag, and then, again, have that future cap room for unrestricted free agents next year? You know, we talked about it over and over again. Uh, when when you look at the free agents next year, you know, um, you got you got Lattimore, Armstead, Davenport, uh, Marcus Williams once again, Williams, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Winston, uh, Taysom Hill, Patrick Robinson, P.J. Williams, Traquan Smith, Montgomery, Washington, Spence, Armagh, all re- unrestricted free agents next year. So again, you may have to use that tag again. You may have to use it maybe on a Lattimore or maybe on an Armstead to be able to hold on to them. So you want to make sure again that maybe you get a deal done. If you get a deal done now with him, it's going to be able to open up Capra much like you saw with Ryan Ramshack, where the Saints have $11.5 million available to spend. Now John Johnson uh, was formerly with the Los Angeles Rams. He signed with the, with the um, Cleveland Browns this past season. He signed a Three year, $33.75 million contract, $11.25 million per year, $12 million signing bonus. Now, the Browns can opt out of that deal uh, in year two with only $4 million in dead money. Is that the, the parameters of a contract for a guy like Marcus Williams? Is he worth that kind of money to the New Orleans Saints going forward on a three year deal? You know, averaging about $11 million a year for him at that point? You know, we'll, we'll see again how that kind of plays out. But the decision has to be made. Now, the Saints can be content allowing allow to play on the tag and the next year, again, be in a situation where maybe they have to get in a bidding war. Or maybe they have a safety they got their eyes on that they think may, may, may be uh, uh, more better suited for this team. Maybe, uh, you know, but ultimately, the, the way Mickey Lewis has to look at this, and he said this on, on a podcast recently, again, is the something we've been talking about in this program for a long time, which is the fact that They've had a plan all along on how they were going to attack this salary cap once Drew Brees rode off into the sunset. Uh, the monkey wrench in the plan was COVID-19. And, and, and again, the, the drop within the salary cap, which, again, cost them so many players uh, that, that, are, that were the core of this team, whether it be backups or starters, especially on the defensive side of the ball. So the question going forward is how do they change this thing up so that they get back on track? and be able to keep, again, the core of this team. And I mention Armstead again because he's going to be 30 years old. I mean, there's still a lot of tread on that tire as, as long as he's healthy. And you don't let left tackles walk out the door, even if you've got a guy like Ryan Ramshack, and you surely don't let him go out the door for nothing as an un- unrestricted free agent, not to mention the leadership there. He could be a candidate for, for, again, a franchise tag if, if ultimately you don't want to let him go. A lot of more. He wants to get paid as a top-five corner. They might want to pay him as a top-ten corner. At the end of the day, you might not want to let him go. So, again, that tag could be available for you. But more importantly, if you get a deal done now, then you don't have to worry about maybe having to choose whether Marcus Williams gets a tag next year because you can tag him at least another year. Uh, And you have the opportunity to be able to have more cap room available, setting up those new contracts so, again, that the, the hit on the contract is maybe a few years down the line uh, when you know the cap is going to expand based on what, again, they've already known going into, in, into these past couple seasons, but, again, monkey wrench of COVID-19 and the reduced revenue that has really hurt the Saints. Uh, I've said it before. I am shocked by the number of players that they lost because I really thought the Ryan Ramchick deal or Lattimore deal or Williams deal would have gotten done early, especially Ramchick and Lattimore, so they would have the cap room to be able to keep a core, the core of this team. Now they're scrambling for a cornerback, maybe, again, another linebacker. Uh, there's questions in terms of, again, the, the, uh, uh, the depth at the defensive tackle position, uh, at the wide receiver position. It's more holes than we've seen on this team in a long, long time. So they've got to get on track when it comes to the cap. It will be interesting to see if they sign Marcus Williams to a multi-year deal by Thursday or they allow him to play under the cap in this upcoming season, the, under the uh, franchise tag this upcoming season. All right, we take a break. We come back. Been looking forward to this uh, conversation. We tried to get him last week. Uh, We were able to settle on today. Chris Miles, formerly of WDSU Channel 6 Sports, uh, now he's been with NBA NBA TV for a while now. Uh, He's, again, he's worked with David Griffin. He's worked with Sam Mitchell. And he's worked with Stan Van Gundy at NBA TV. He is our guest next on Inside New Orleans. our customers. Hi, Eric Asher. I'm here with my good friend Mike DeLaHusse of the TikTok Tock Cafe. Hey, Eric, 17 years later, we're still open 24-7. Yeah, your sign ought to read, sorry, we're open. Come on, man, 24 hours a day? You know how tough that is? That's a real service to the community. Yeah, the Poison Control Center is open 24 hours, too. Uh, the TikTok Tock Cafe, where the gluten is always free, intersection of I-10 and Causeway, also known as the intersection of salmonella and high cholesterol.
1: If you thought Diamonds Direct's values were impressive, wait till you see what we're doing next. It's a spectacular summer store-wide sale. July 14th through the 18th, with an extra 20% savings on virtually all diamond and fashion designer jewelry. From rings and earrings to bands and bracelets and so much more. We're breaking our own rules to bring you extreme value for five hot summer days. Get ready. 20% extra savings on a multi-million dollar selection of fine jewelry. July 14th through 18th at Diamonds Direct. On Severn Avenue across from Lakeside, small. Trade pros, Ferguson is committed to making business with us the easiest part of your day. Ferguson.com is designed to help run your business from the office to the job site by making your day-to-day activities easier with 24-7 account access, unmatched online inventory, and on-the-go account management. And with our Pro Plus Customer Loyalty Program, you can earn points with every online purchase, redeemable for merchandise, event tickets, trips, and more. Sign up today at Ferguson.com.
0: Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an
1: addictive chemical.
0: Rock out and rock on with Views Alto, the vape as unique as you are.
1: With Views by you, you can customize yours with four colors, three flavors, three nicotine levels, and infinite wrap designs. Make Views Alto a vape that is yours in store now. Discover more at Views.com. Views, charge beyond. Vapor products, underage sale prohibited. Website and offers restricted to age 21 and over tobacco consumers.
0: Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6 p.m. Jude Young takes over at 6 o'clock with all access, so keep it right here on 106.1 uh, FM. Join us on the program, he was here for two years, uh, from 2011 to 2013 at WDSU here in New Orleans. He's been with NBA TV since uh, 2017, does a great job, uh, again, with uh, all the great programming over at NBA TV. Chris Miles joins us on the program. Chris, how are you?
4: I'm doing great. It's the most wonderful time of year, man. You get the NBA Finals you're in the middle of baseball season. Football's about to kick off. Not a bad time.
0: No, not a bad time at all. And of course, we're right we're, we're toward the I'd say the middle of the finals here. And then before you know it, it'll be again the draft and then free agency within the NBA. And a lot of teams are still, uh, you know, again are, are getting their, their ducks in a row on that. Meanwhile, here in New Orleans. Uh, David Griffin is, is looking for his next coach. It appears that he's found his next coach and maybe he's the next assistant coach. And uh, curiously enough, you you have had we've worked with again both David Griffin, Stan Van Gundy, and maybe the next assistant top assistant in here in New Orleans, Sam Mitchell, all with, on NBA T V.
4: So I always gotta watch what I say. Uh, has that been reported?
0: well (laughs) Willie Green has been reported and then Sam Mitchell was reported today uh that they're looking at him as the as the top assistant
4: yep well uh that's information I've known for a few weeks now so for obvious reasons so I just gotta you know always make sure I tread lightly so yeah sure um, as you know with our programming I mean I've been with Sam the past two weeks breaking down games and you know I've been privy to some of the conversations and of course I worked with Griff for a good two years, uh, two days a week. So even some of the guys in the draft, like I know who uh, Griff favors and I know what his plan is in New Orleans, and I think it's a good one. And I think bringing bringing Sam in, um, you got to understand all of these reports about Zion Williamson and his, uh, you know, I guess his father, even though it's it's not his biological father, it's his stepfather, but still Mm -hmm. his dad and his life and his family and what they're trying to do to develop him. Uh, You know, Sam grew up with Zion's stepdad. Uh, Sam coached Zion as a kid. Uh, Sam's the one that helped to turn Zion into a point forward. So that would be an excellent hire from that perspective. And I know that Griffin and and Sam uh, see things eye to eye. So I think that would be a very interesting uh, group of guys to put together if you're finally going to turn this thing around in New Orleans. How long have we been talking about
0: that? Yep, yep, no doubt. <laughs> Going back to when you were here, <laughs> doing, doing uh, sports at Channel 6. Let's let's start from the beginning. You 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 have a great you have a great relationship with David Griffin. David Griffin came to New Orleans with a lot of fanfare. A lot of people bought into David Griffin. Uh, David Griffin's star has kind of waned uh, again over the last few weeks here in New Orleans because of the firing of Stan Van Gundy. Because of the comments that were made by the uh, the Zion Williamson family in the Athletic article, saying uh, that uh, again that it was chaos within the front office. Uh, that the, 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 this was not a city again for the star. And I'm paraphrasing here. Uh, of Zion uh, talk talk you said as we open up the show David Griffin has a plan and, and you think it's a good one
4: yeah because here's the thing by bringing in Sam Mitchell now you kind of appease any of that development uh that you have with Zion and Sam has great ideas on how you implement Zion how you use him how you get him to play better defense all of those things and David Griffin knows that. And also, when you mentioned people that we work with, he left off Swin Cash. Uh, see,
0: see That's right, Swin TV. Cash as well. Uh,
4: yeah, so I think Griff is trying to bring in a group of people that he trusts um, so that you don't have leaks like that. And don't forget, man, this is the same road we went down with Anthony Davis, Anthony mm-hmm. Davis' father. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say any ill words about A.D.'s dad because he's a big dude. But I was in that hallway uh, where the situation happened with Monty Williams, who's now coaching the Phoenix Suns, trying to win a championship. So you see AD win a championship. You see Monty uh, go to the finals. You see Chris Paul also. You start to think, man, if we could have just kept some of those guys around, what could we have done? Well, this group might be the same. As you see, you know, Ingram develop, uh, Griff bringing guys in, so I think you got to try to stick with it a little longer, but you have a group that has more of a vision and they know what they're doing.
0: Willie Green does not have any NBA head coaching experience. I've been saying on the program, if Green's going to be the guy or even Charles Lee, they need a strong number one chair. I need a former head coach. It, it looks like Sam Mitchell fits that bill.
4: Yeah, and Sam is, he's the uncle, you know. He's the, he, even at our station. I mean, he... <sighs> he's kind of the guy that if you feel like, you know, oh, this person may be doing a show that I want to do, he's like, hey, 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 that's not how we talk around here. You know? And I think by having him in that locker room, having that relationship built in with Zion, I think that'll trickle down. Because everybody knows Zion is the number one pick, the star, right? So everyone falls in line from there, and I think Sam would be an excellent choice. For that. And Willie Green, it needs the opportunity. Uh, mm-hmm. We're seeing this throughout the league. First-time head coaches doing well. And if you listen to Bonnie talking his presser, he was saying when he got to New Orleans, he was trying to prove himself so much that he wishes he had an older coach to kind of tell him, hey, hey, don't do that. You know, make sure you you believe in yourself. Stop trying to be another cop. So I think that would be good for Willie Green as well. That's Samurai.
0: But, you know, it's been reported that that, that uh, Griff is looking for someone that's willing to collaborate with him uh, uh you know again so the front office involved in what 's going to be happening day to day with the head coach that, that that's a pretty easier that's an easier deal if you 're bringing in a head coach that don't doesn 't have a lot of experience. It looks as though again there's a relationship there with him and Sam Mitchell, so there could be a collaboration there going forward It seems that the the, the the pieces seem to fit when you kind of look at it from what he said in, uh, in the press conference when, when Stan Van Gundy was, was relieved of his duties and what he was looking for in, 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 a, in a new staff and a new head coach, someone that's willing to collaborate with him.
4: Well, it's so hard because I like Stan Van as well, right? I don't want to uh, say negative things about him. But as soon as he got there, you heard the rhetoric from J.J. Reddick. I was like, oh, this guy's going to work me to death. Know um, Know your personnel. Uh, know what's happening. I think Stan Van, when he did have control of players and personnel, he completely ruined it. And he'll tell you that. I mean, I asked him point blank, like, you worked out Donovan Mitchell, you saw what he could do when you drafted Luke Kennard, and he told me, he's like, yeah, man, I you know, I watched all the film, and Luke Kennard's film was better, but <laughs> we had Donovan in those workouts, and he looked like he was the guy. I just went with the guy I had more film on. Like, he'll tell you that he made those mistakes, so I don't know what happened in New Orleans with him and Griff going back and forth, but I can tell you that when it comes to personnel decisions, Stan Van has not made the best choices and is certainly a guy that likes having that control. And when you deal with a GM like Griff, you got to relinquish that control.
0: Yeah, and that that's that's something that I don't think a lot of people in New Orleans realize uh, when, when he was hired, that, again, he's going to want to have more control over what happens day-to-day, even going down to what's going on on the floor with the head coach. And in a lot of cases, again, you would think that wouldn't be a good fit with a guy like Van Gundy, who's been around, who who's, has uh, been a guy that, uh, in, in Detroit that, that took care of everything, and then a guy that's been a lifelong head coach as well in the NBA. That, that wouldn't fit. With a Willie Green, maybe that is a better fit because of a guy that's coming in with a lack of experience. The other
4: thing you've got to look at is the Atlanta situation, right? When you had Lloyd Pierce and Nate McMillan, like Lloyd Pe- Pierce was a guy that you know, they, okay, here's here's the leash. We want you to develop these young guys. And when they started the season, what 14 and 21, they pulled the trigger mm-hmm. and went with Nate McMillan and made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, you got to think with the Pelicans, maybe Griffith's like, okay, what, what if we do have an older coach? Doesn't work out with the young guy, we can promote the young, the older coach, right? Well, You've got to think that that's the formula that maybe, and that's maybe me looking a little too far into it, that maybe mm-hmm. you consider as well if you're griffing a situation.
0: Yeah. Uh, Chris Miles, NBA TV, is with us, formerly of, again, WDSU Channel 6 here in New Orleans. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I think you brought something to light here that not a lot of people knew. And that was the relationship between um, Zion and 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 Zion's family and Sam Mitchell. Uh, I, I know that there's some video out there of him again coaching him at uh, looked like some kind of an all-star camp. Uh, but again, based on what you said, there there is a long-lasting relationship between Griffin. I'm sorry, between Mitchell and the Zion Williamson family. Yeah,
4: I mean, I continue to the clip. We've talked about it on our <laughs> our network and uh, one of your guys um from new orleans tweeted out today so it, it, here's the thing it's not like this is a big secret it's something right. that we've talked about openly um including i had a one-on-one interview with zion when he was in high school and that was based on sam's relationship with him you know what i mean like zion walked into the room his mom knew sam i sat down talked with him uh, about plenty of things so i i just think that relationship's very much intact and sam would never do anything to Hurt or abuse it, and has tons of experience. I mean, here's a guy that coached against Kobe in an 81 point game, mm-hmm. right? Uh, battled the Knicks, has been in the military. They just <laughs> you get so much experience by bringing him on that it helps to alleviate any inexperience that you have within that locker room.
0: Chris, what would you say to Pelican fans who have been stung, just professional basketball fans here in New Orleans, who have been stung over and over again uh, by, again, bad ownership, lack of great management, and then now again they, they, they see this thing blow up with Van Gundy after eight months. They, they see a deal with Adams and, and, and Bledsoe that come in, and they don't perform in a lot of cases. J.J. Redick seemed to be a, a, a locker room lawyer uh, and then have lost a little faith in David Griffin. What do you say to the, to, to the audience out there that, that maybe has lost a faith in david griffin based on your relationship and what you know about david griffin
4: well the other thing is that's the first year but he has a treasure chest full of lottery picks okay so you got to look at it as i look i'll be frank i didn't really think the stan van uh hire was the right hire for that Mm -hmm. situation but you got to understand griff's thought process okay i got a young team that might need discipline and defensive coaching that's what stan van's known for, right? Uh, didn't work out in that way. So to move on from him after a year, you got to think that's actually a good sign, considering some of the coaches in the past, you keep around for four or five years, uh, including Alvin Gentry, right? And it never really amounts to anything, and you just kind of keep getting the same result. So I look at that as almost a positive sign that he's like, all right, that didn't work. Let's get to it. Make sure mm-hmm. that we win. And I know Griff wants to prove himself. I mean, I know the a fact. You look at what happened in Cleveland. He's a yes. guy that feels like LeBron got a lot of credit for the moves that he made. So by making all of these moves, these are David Griffin's moves. So if this team turns it around, he'll get all the credit.
0: Chris Miles of, of NBA TV is with us. Um, as far as, um, as uh, the, the Willie Green uh, prospective hire is, your thoughts on that? You know, it's always
4: tough when it's a new head coach, right? Because there isn't a track record. You can hear all the things about them being good guys or remember them from their playing days. But until only have three or four years of experience, I just think I'm happy for him to get the opportunity. I'm also happy to see that so many coaching vacancies filled by African-American head coaches and to mm-hmm. see um, you know, African-American head coaches in the conference finals. I mean, three out of four. So mm-hmm. I think when you start to see that trend, and teams believe that young uh, blackhead coaches can make it, I think you see more guys get hired, and that's how you kind of you fix that problem. And it's something that at some point the NFL needs to address, uh, considering their dynamics with the amount of players yes. they have and the amount of coaches they don't have.
0: Well, and, and look, also, again, when the NBA seems to be going, again, the NBA is getting younger because, again, of, of players coming in, obviously with just one year of experience. Uh, the, the, it seems that they, they want to be able to lean more toward players that, uh, that, that that have played the game on an NBA level, that have gone on to coaching. And, again, maybe away from, again, the retreads of over and over again the same coaches uh, getting jobs elsewhere and not and opportunities for guys that are maybe up-and-coming guys who have, have paid their dues on the bench. Yeah, I mean,
4: everyone wants to win. So if something works, you're going to go with that um, more consistently. Right? So when you look at Ty Lu as uh Ty and Red Arvac for, you know, the best record in game sevens without a loss, do you think, man, this guy was a young coach? You look at Jason Kidd getting another opportunity because Luka Doncic likes him and he helped to transform the honest into what he is and he went was an assistant for the Lakers for a while. It's like you kind of see this trend of a lot of guys paying their dues and now it's it's you know, it's they're being rewarded for it. Um and even guys like uh, Steve Silas, who you go, okay, so what happened with him? He had a terrible Rockets team this year, mm-hmm. but he spent 20 years paying his dues. So it's like anything else. Wait your turn, work hard, and hope it turns around, and you start to see that.
0: Before I let you go, I want to ask you about the NBA Finals. Again, another game coming up tomorrow night in Milwaukee. Suns lead the uh, series 2-1. to one. Your thoughts on the series?
4: I mean, I, I hate to oversimplify it, right? But to me, Giannis He averaged 40 against the Suns during a regular season. Uh, Had 20 and 17 was his worst game, right? So you know what you're going to get out of him. I think if Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton shoot over, I would say, 45% from the floor, and even if they can shoot over 50% for whatever games they're in, I think Milwaukee wins. They were shooting a combined 37% in the first two games. And that was that. Now Drew Holiday is also another former uh, Pelican, right? Uh, is guarding Chris Paul and has forced Chris Paul into ten turnovers in the last two games. I don't see that trend continuing. But if Drew Holiday is going to give Chris Paul fits, then I, I still like the Bucks' chances a lot.
0: Chris, uh, anybody out there on who's working for NBA TV that's looking for a job that might end up here in New Orleans? It seems like it, that the last few hires have come from NBA TV. How about yourself? Looking to come back to the city?
4: <laughs> I would love to, man, and if it would, it'd be under my guy, Sam. So, you know, if you see Chris Miles as an assistant coach, man, don't yeah. laugh too hard.
0: Chris, talk about the great programming you're involved in in NBA TV and how folks can follow you on social media.
4: Yeah, at Chris Miles TV on Twitter. Um, we have, like, new shows, including the one that Sam's on during the postseason. So if you want to see exactly how he breaks down a game, it's called uh, NBA Film Room. NBA yes. Finals film room, so we break down every Finals game. We take down the, the key pivotal plays. Uh, we had Earl Watson uh, showing us, like, all of the spots that he taught Devin Booker to get to. And, then, like, we went to the video in those spots. I mean, we, we do some incredible stuff there with the guys. So if you're really uh, into the X's and O's of basketball, that game's great. And then we have a gambling show, NBA Bet. You know if I'm allowed to say that on your earwaves, but...
0: <laughs> yes, you are. We,
4: we break down the, the Bet uh, lines of the night. And man, our guys have been crushing it on that. So every night before the finals games, you know we're on two and a half hours before breaking down the best bets to lay uh, with some of our experts from around actually around the country. It's not just like one area. It's like we got got a guy from each region.
3: So
0: so Chris, in in, in, in closing, again you've worked with all these guys from Griff to Stan Van Gundy to uh, Sam Mitchell at NBA TV, Swin Cash. You feel pretty good about uh, again maybe a combination of a Willie Green and Sam Mitchell on, on the Pelicans bench. I do,
4: man, and you know I love the city of New Orleans, so I take the time to come do this with you guys. When,
0: yep,
2: <laughs>
4: honestly, when Sam asked me about New Orleans, I told him I loved it. I think it'd be a good place, um, and I think that if he helped to turn things around there, it'd be it'd be a great role for him. And you know, he, he listened to some of those things. So, I mean, <laughs> we've been talking about it for a while now, so it's glad to see, I'm glad to see it come to fruition and that it's
0: yep. been reported. It has been reported by multiple sources, no doubt about it. Thank you for your time today. Certainly appreciate it. Love what you do on NBA TV. Look forward to talking to you again soon.
4: All right. Thanks for having me.
0: All right. Again, that's Chris Miles of NBA TV. I'm Eric Asher. We'll be right back. Hickory and Airline and Menory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m., Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to SouthernTire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers.
1: Diamonds Direct takes value to a whole new level with a spectacular summer store-wide sale. Get ready. It's July 14th through the 18th. Five days of extra savings. 20% off Diamonds Direct's already unbeatable prices. A multi-million dollar selection of rings, earrings, bands, and bracelets. Virtually everything. Plus, top jewelry designers are flying in with all-new collections. The buying opportunity of the year. Extra savings store-wide. Mark your calendar: July 14th through 18th only. And only at Diamonds Direct on Severn Avenue across from Lakeside Mall.
0: Hi, this is Jack Rizzuto inviting you to our all-new delicious pizzeria in Gretna on the West Bank. At Rizzuto's Pizzeria, you'll enjoy incredible Neapolitan-style pizza and delicious family recipes that have been in our family for years. Like our delicious meatballs, our restaurant offers both dine-in and out and features a family-friendly atmosphere. Plus, you'll love our specials, like our Wine Wednesday and Steaks on Thursday. For the best pizza on the West Bank, it's Rizzuto's Pizzeria, 2020 Bell Chase Highway in Gretna.
1: It's time to bank with a new perspective. At Jefferson Financial Federal Credit Union, we see people, people with homes, people that want to save more, and those that want convenient online and mobile banking. Join Jefferson Financial Federal Credit Union and become a member today. Almost anyone can join. We offer free checking, convenient locations, and great rates on home and auto loans. Over 52,000 of your neighbors are already banking with us. Join today at jeffersonfinancial.org and learn what we have to offer. Federally insured by NCUA
0: if you're in the market for a new air conditioning system think burkhard burkhard air conditioning and heating authorizes sell sell all the top brands in the market again service before and after the sale uh, again whether again you're on um, you live on the north shore south shore east bank or west bank they got you covered uh, whether it is a in, in new installation of a new system or, again, repairing your uh, existing system, 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call before they come to your home or your business with Nate Certified Technician, using, again, the latest techniques and the, and the latest equipment to be able to make sure they get you up and running quickly, or, again, they install that brand-new system so your house can be cool in, in, in the summer and warm in the winter. For a company you can trust with your AC needs, it's Burkhard, ACpromise.com AC Well, that was an enlightening interview with uh, Chris Miles. Uh, I did not realize that uh, Sam Mitchell was close to the uh, Zion Williamson family, uh, nor did I realize that, again, that he, that he had coached Zion outside of, again, that all star uh, type situation that we saw on, on social media that I forwarded earlier. Uh, again, the, the fact that he 's been talking to Chris Miles and' him, been talking about New Orleans for a while, obviously that 's been at works for a while. Uh, so again, we knew Willie Green. We found out today about um, Sam Mitchell being the top assistant. It looks like again that 's going to be uh, part of what 's going on forward uh, going forward, so we 'll see again how that plays out. He seems to have a lot of faith in David Griffin. David Griffin, as I said before, has got to make a big splash in this off season to kind of bring the, the, the fan base back to be able to believe in him once again. I am not one, and I've said it before, for having, again, general managers and vice president of basketball operations meddling in the day-to-day on the court what coaches are doing. But, again, if you're bringing in a coach that's green and raw, and, again, no pun intended there with Willie Green, uh, in a lot of cases you're going to have carte blanche to be able to, again, impose your uh, your thoughts and, and uh, what you want to be done on the court. So we'll see how that kind of plays out going forward. All right. I want to thank uh, Chris Miles and also Glenn Gilbo for joining us in the program. All our fantastic sponsors. Go to ericasher.com for a slides to sponsor, sponsor our program. Please continue to support those sponsors. Thank Rudy back at studio. Also, as, as always, I want to thank you guys for tuning into the program. Remember, the podcast will be up about 20 to 25 minutes after the show ends. My name is Eric Asher. I have a wonderful lady. Jude Young is up next. From the dog catch to the governor, they all got to go. Anytime, anywhere, smartphone, tune in.